0: Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shearer, I'm the host of Refuge Freedom Stories. Uh, today I'm going to be meeting with a friend of mine, an acquaintance and a brother, and he is named Diesel. For those of you that are not aware, I'm in a club known as Heaven Saints Motorcycle Ministry, and we've had show and shines, and that is how I ran into Diesel initially, and Knight Rider's with us too, is that okay to say? Yeah. Right on, A couple of good guys from BACA, <laughs> Bikers Against Child Abuse. Uh, we've known each other for a few years now, eh? Yeah, it's been uh, two, three years? Yeah, about two or three years now. Hmm. I mean we've both uh, experienced life up and down and all around and and we're still standing.
1: We've had some good moments, we've had some bad moments. That's right. I remember yeah. meeting you as a prospect. Yes. I remember seeing you at the gathering uh, where you received your full patch. Both Knight Rider and I were there. Yes. Congratulating the day you made full patch. Now and, <laughs> and look at you. <laughs> the head of the table. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned that you're with Baca. What do you guys do?
0: Can you talk about that? Yeah.
1: We help empower abused children to not feel afraid in the world in which they live. Mm -hmm. We work with children who have been physically, sexually, mentally abused, Mm -hmm. and basically who are afraid to go outside. They're afraid, you know, anything, because with an abused child, they've lost all choice. You know, that fear consumes them, and they don't know how to be a kid again. So Mm -hmm. when we get a phone call, we go, we do a little process, and we have uh, the initial phone call from the... uh, the child's you know legal guardian they do a quick little phone interview just to go over the basics and make sure this case falls within our mission but basically all they're looking for is is the child living in fear and has there been a reported case of abuse the two main ones mm-hmm. once that's done the child liaison then sets up a face-to-face interview well her sergeant arms myself we you know a few members go out and we we meet the kid and figure out, you know, get their story, get more info, information on mm-hmm. it. We figure out and discuss, you know, the level one. They get to pick their road name. That's the first, the first healing process, right there. So they get to pick. They right? get to pick their own road name because they've lost all road choice. Name. Okay. Yeah. yeah so we all go by road names, you know, mm-hmm. like Night Rider, Diesel, uh, mm-hmm. and these kids, you know, we essentially adopt them into our family, they become little mini bikers. Nice. So in doing so, you know, they get to pick their own road name. We got four different back patches they can they can pick from. Nice. and they get to pick which one that they want on it. So if the kid wants the name Snow, and okay, how do you want to spell it? Well, P-L-Q. Well, okay, that's not <laughs> how you spell it, but you know what, that's how you want to spell it. Yep. Basically, give them their choice. And from there, we, we end up doing the, the level one. Once everything falls into place, we know this is the case that we can take. The child liaison brings it back to the board, discusses it, the board votes on it. We move forward with the level one. That's basically the ceremony where the entire chapter shows up. Nice. If anywhere from 10, to 50 bikes. Sometimes we've had other chapters up in the area, Mm -hmm. from down in the states or within the province. They show up and join us on a level one. And we all just show up and we surround the kid, in a little horseshoe, whatever, right? Have some security on there. Mm -hmm. And we basically introduce them, you know, ourselves to what we do and how we're gonna you know, help, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the day they get their uh, their little vest with their road name on it, the back patch they had picked, and they get a teddy bear. Now it's not just, oh look, Here's a teddy bear. Hold it. Mm-hmm. Every member standing there that day tells them, we're going to take this teddy bear, we're going to pass it around, and we're going to hug it. Yeah. We're all going to fill this with our love, empowerment, and protection. Yes. So when you're afraid at night or during the day or wherever, right? all you got to do is hug this bear mm-hmm. and know that Baca is here. We're always just a phone call away. And a lot of times, once they get their cut and their bear, it never leaves their side. Wow. And we then assign them two full-patch primary contacts, and those are the ones that actually take it from there and help do the actual real work. So there's, okay, you know, I don't have to be afraid anymore because the biggest person in my life that I was afraid of was the person that hurt me. Mm-hmm. Now these bikers are all here, they become bigger and scarier than the person that hurt them, and we're on the child side. Mm-hmm. So they know they don't have to be afraid anymore. Yes. But the two primaries uh, will then do follow-ups every two, four, six, eight, And on the 12-week mark, they go out, you know, do their their follow-ups, you know, talk to them, help, you know, whatever, basically getting them ready ready for court, Mm -hmm. you know, because eventually the child's going to have to go and sit and tell their story in front of the judge. And we're grown men, you know, us sitting there telling our stories, one thing, when that defense attorney gets up there and tries to rip us apart and lead us a different direction, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be even frightening for, for grown men like us. Oh, yes. Now imagine you're a frightened little child. Well hmm. yet we're there with them the whole chapter rides out we escort them to court surround them and know that they don't have to be afraid and tell their story and the biggest thing we do is we're not vigilantes right We don't care about the perp we, we, we don't we don't go looking for them we don't go intimidate them we don't do we don't do nothing right we're just there to protect the child yes you know if after the level one you know usually around court sometimes you know the, the, the perp or the person the abuser will ramp up their actions. And they'll try, you know, get to the child, whatever, right, or drive by, see him, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And if that perp is really scaring the kid, we'll do what's called a level two. Mm -hmm. That's where, okay, he's not getting the message, they're not getting the message, not staying away. We'll go surround the house for 24 hours. Nice. 24 hours a day. Could be there for two hours, could be there for two weeks. Whatever it takes for that perp to realize that he can't get to the child. Yes. And the child to realize the perp can't get to him. Mm. That's where we really work our magic. We, we fill that gap between the police mm-hmm. and the CAS. Yes. You know, CES, they're 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. At 5 o'clock, they go home. That's it. Cops, yeah, they're 24 hours, but they can't stand there all night like we can. No, they can't. They yeah. show up. They do their thing. Okay, fine. He's not here. We'll see you later, right? Mm-hmm. Us, we'll, we'll stand there. Yes. We've ridden... Uh, help out another chapter up in Ottawa. They had a a long-standing, you know, uh, went on for about a week, week and a half, level two. And the guys up there were getting burnt out. So they put a call out to us, say, hey, do you mind coming up, giving us a hand this weekend? Mm -hmm. We all jumped on our bikes. We rode to Ottawa to stand in the rain in the backyard of of a kid that we didn't even know, but we knew that child needed us and was getting a good night's sleep for the first time in a long time because we were there. That's amazing, bro. Yeah,
0: It's like incredible, like talking about filling the gap and I'm, I'm aware of it having, I used to run a, a drop in center for youth and uh, you know, the gap between the care, even with uh, child services, but try to get a police officer in the downtown area. We're fortunate because we have foot patrol, mm. but if you need to make a call and, and for a car to come around, it can take a long time. Everything's over by the time they get there. Yeah. So. You know, when you're talking about children,
1: it's pretty special what you guys are doing. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when we, when we do a level two, one of the first calls we make is to the local police station. Mm-hmm. A lot of them know who we are. are like, hey, we're in the area. This is what we're doing, right? Yes. But by the time they get that call, they've already got the initial call from the family. So they know what's going on. They know mm-hmm. of us, whatever, right? And if we're there doing a level two and that perp happens to show up, the first person we're calling is, like I said, we want nothing to do with it. We're just going to prevent him Yep. Or her getting to that child. Yes. And then the police will show up, and they do their thing, and mm-hmm. the child gets a good night's sleep. And, and we found out, too, that even after doing, we've done a couple level ones, mm-hmm. the, the child learns more from that than we do. Yes. Like we learn, you know, what we can improve, what we can do differently, like, you know, the basics and you know, how, okay, we did it this way, we did this, the security was like that, okay, where can we improve? Mm-hmm. But that child knows. Okay, I don't have to be afraid every time I see the perp, whatever, right? Yeah. Because I know if it ever got to the point where he was actually scaring me again, one phone call, mm-hmm. and I got my house surrounded by bikers. So that there helped the healing process even more because yeah. it takes more fear away from that child, gives that child more control of their yeah. own life. I don't have to be afraid because I saw him in the grocery store. Exactly. But if he ever tried to, you know, hurt me again, mm-hmm. one phone call, and my house is surrounded. And. You know, really that starts the healing process for them,
0: I'm, I'm certain, because fear, you know, really paralyzes people. I, even as you said, us being adults, we, 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 we still deal with fear, mm-hmm. uh, but as a child, uh, you're just little, you know. Yeah. And The
1: world's pretty big and people seem pretty nasty, you know. 80% of the kids we help grow up to break that cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, kids who don't get help when they grow up, that's, that's basically the only lifestyle they know. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they fall within that lifestyle and they keep breeding, you know, that, that, same, that same way they were raised. And they end up becoming, you know. They
2: can become abusers yeah, themselves. Yeah, they can
1: become abusers yeah. themselves, exactly. Yes. But 80% of the kids we help, they grow up, they find jobs, yeah. they lead normal lives, Mm-hmm. they get married, they have kids of their own. You know, they become a well-centered member of society. And a lot of them, as soon as they turn old enough, they buy bikes. And a lot of them patch in because they want to help out kids. Yes. The same way bikers against child abuse help them out. Mm -hmm. So it's a war. It's a a war on child abuse, and we're slowly winning it. That's fantastic. Just a little bit about uh, you guys. You're
0: in how many different countries do you know?
1: We're established in 18 countries worldwide right now. Wow. And we are a hundred percent not-for-profit organization. Mm-hmm. Every member, from our slick back, which is our new supporters, you know, just getting in, yes, right up to our international president, mm-hmm. not one of them receives a paycheck mm-hmm. or a dime from this organization. Any money donated to this organization goes directly back into working the mission, helping mm-hmm. the kids, either by buying teddy bears, buying mm-hmm. the vests, you know, patches. Yes, uh, if the child needs therapy, because a lot of times. With our uh, OHIP and all that stuff, you'll get like ten sessions free, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But with a kid, you know, ten sessions with a therapist, yep. you're just starting, you know, to make progress. Yep. But then Bach is like, okay, you need more. Let us know, and we help, and we'll help pay for some of that therapy to help get that kid. So yes. every money collected goes right back into helping kids, one hundred percent. Our payday comes. When we see the smile on, like, I've seen it many times where I've been on level ones, mm-hmm. and sometimes the kid doesn't want to come out of the house because they're that afraid. We still yeah. do level one. Some stand behind the tree, some stand behind the mother's leg. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that transformation from going to that scared little child and then going back, you know, with the follow-up, you know. It may not be primary for that, but I'll go back help over with to follow-up, right? Mm-hmm. But see that kid come running to the door, you know, because Bach is here, Bach is here, and they're all happy, and they're giving hugs, whatever, right? That's great.
0: So... You know, I'm kind of like a broken record with this, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Maslow uh, was a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever he invented. Uh, you know, like Freud, he was one of, one of the other ones. And, uh, and I don't follow Freud. So. <laughs> but Maslow talked about our, our, uh, you know, our hierarchy of needs and how we need to belong. We, we have a, an instinctual need to belong. Uh, we have a, a need to be loved and to love. And we need to, the need to be I- identified as who we are. So you guys are doing all those things with the
1: kids. And then eventually getting to that point where, all right, now it's court time. Yes. And they got to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And one of the most memorable cases, just Knight Ride and I were there, this poor child was up on the stage and She had to testify in open court. A lot of times in this area, they'll testify in CCTV. Mm -hmm. So basically, they're in a separate room. They have a camera. They can usually see the judge and the lawyer, and that's it. They can't see the perp, right? Mm -hmm. makes it a little easier, right? Yes. This poor little girl had to do it in open court. Oh, boy. So she's literally sitting on the stand, no more than 30 feet from her abuser. Mm -hmm. She went through the tapes, you know the original interview with the police officer. Mm-hmm. She went through the crowns, questioning whatever, right? And it was time for the defense attorney to get up there. Now she's sitting up there, she's got her cut, she's got her teddy bear, and she looks out in open court and she sees 20 of us sitting there on her side and we're all focusing on, on her. Yes. And this defense attorney was brutal. Mm. Like, brutal. And at one point in time, he thought he had had her. Mm-hmm. Not been trapped or whatever. He goes, wait a second. Didn't you say this? And that little girl looked at the lawyer and went, no, I did not. What I said was this. Yes. And put him right back in his place <laughs> and eventually turned the whole course of that, that court because the defense attorney couldn't get to her because she, yep. she knew no matter what happened, she was safe. Baca was there and she could tell her story. Mm. That's amazing. And she was one of the ones I was afraid to come out when we first when we first met her. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty rewarding. That's 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 our reward. That's yeah. That's why we get on our bikes every day. That's why when it's raining or cold, and we're like, we gotta go stand on the back yard. But you know what? That is the reward. Yes. That we all that keeps us all getting back on our bikes. hmm. Cool. Fantastic. How long have you been involved with podcast? Got full patch, September 15th to 2017. So I joined April 2016. So four or five years now, but I've been awesome. in the Incredible. Gone from a, a little screw-up uh, slick back. <laughs> uh, made, made a few mistakes, you know, coming up. A uh, couple times almost not making it to where I am today. Yes. Been told uh, more than once uh, by the president at the time that he was never, ever going to hang a patch on my back. Yep. To turning it around, and not only did he hang a patch on my back, but he handed—he literally was my mentor and handed me my patch. Wow. And then voted for me a couple months later to be rocap. Yeah. I've gone from there. Now it's a rocap and sergeant arms. So I gone from that little screw up. Yeah. Four or five years ago to. So now, Being a full patch so you became the and road captain. Road captain first. i And my what third are the year. responsibilities with that for people that are listening that don't know anything about this? Responsibility to that is, so we all have our roles to play. Like any business, Knight Rider handles the PR, whatever, right? That's what he does. Yes. Now as a road captain, it's up to me. I work with other members, mainly the sergeant in arms. Mm-hmm. But uh, he'll say, okay, we got to do a level one. This is the address. Right. I then have to plan the route from like, a meeting point for everybody mm-hmm. to meet. Where we're going to meet up, do our briefing, whatever, right? Yep. Plan the route to the house, mm-hmm. plan back to the debriefing, and then back to our whatever, right? And, yes. and it's my job to get everybody there safely and everybody gets gets home. Yes. Yeah, so so now you're also Sergeant of Arms. Yes. And, uh, some added responsibility <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I got from being a member of the board to being a member of the board and a member of the exec board. Yes. It has cut down on some emailing back and forth because I don't have to keep emailing the sergeant at arms to figure out what address we going to go to. <laughs> Email yourself. Gonna, yeah, just, uh, okay, so so it, it works. It works. It, I make it work. You know, right like uh, being able to do both both positions. Like mm-hmm. I said, if you love what you do and you give it one hundred and ten percent, it's going to be easy.
0: Man, so if just just on another line of thought here, if somebody was listening that was interested in becoming a part of Baca and applying, well, there's a process I'm sure for them yes. to go through. Go to bacaworld.org,
2: find out your local chapter, and if you want to join, contact that chapter. And mm-hmm. then that chapter will go, they'll do an interview, verify, yes, you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, what ends up happening is You know, you pass that little interview there. You're gonna have uh, security checks done on you, depending on where you are, what country you're in. You know, because I don't know how which which countries we're reaching here, but they're gonna they're gonna go out and they're gonna do. Basically, like criminal background checks, mm-hmm. verify that you have nothing against children or right. anything like that. Yeah. Make sure that you're safe to work with children. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that's like the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, then you're going to go and you're going to start a year's worth of training. We have a lot of training to do. This isn't mm-hmm. one of these organizations that you jump into. You pay fifty bucks, you get a back patch, and you know where you go to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, kids. Yeah. There's training that needs to be done. Yes. So we're going to have training. It's going to be all done. You end up getting a mentor that's going to take you through and uh, verify that you're good. It's a minimum of one year from the time that you start and your background checks are all cleared before you're even eligible to become a member.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And becoming a member means you get your back patch. And that back patch, what that means to all of us is that we can now be a primary to that child. Yes. So that three o'clock in the morning, we get a phone call mm-hmm. saying, listen, I'm scared. I need your help. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to be there. And that's where I go. So you have a year minimum to become a primary to a child.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, Knight Rider. So we're just running out of time here, but uh, I'd like to, uh, again, just recap. If, if, If you're listening today, perhaps you're a child or perhaps you're a parent and would like to access or connect with... Baca, how would they go about doing that? It's baca world.org yeah.
1: dot org. On so the baca So internet, b a c a world yeah. dot org. Uh, just if you're going down that road, I think whenever you're going here, if it's a child that needs our help, mm-hmm. the child has to have their primary guardian, their legal guardian's got to make that right. that call. Okay, uh, yeah. like the child themselves, unfortunately, they can't call us because personally without. The support and you know legalities of it mm-hmm. that guardian has. has to call us. You know, even like I said, the ones that have been uh, awarded uh, crown awarded. Yes, CAS would have to put that call right. through to yes. us and say, you know, this is we have it. You know, case we need help. But, right. but you know, like a single mother, and you know, we see look sometimes a single mother and the father, the ex husband, mm-hmm. the perp, she's got custody she's the one that can make that phone call. Right. Or if they're living with grandma and grandpa, mm-hmm. and they're out of the parents' care because of reasons like that, mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa, as long as they have legal custody, yes, are the ones to be able to contact us and we can get in to help. Another quick little thing to put at the end there, when it comes to uh, pedophiles, they don't usually just have one. A perp like that will usually have anywhere between 8 to 10 children he's abusing at one time. Man. And all it takes is for one. Mm-hmm. Of those kids that come forward, yep. tell their story, get them convicted or her convicted and put away, we potentially just saved <clears throat> anywhere from eight to nine other children we didn't even know about. Yes. All because one child came forward and told their story to their parent Yes. and the parents got involved and got us involved. Yes. Fantastic.
0: That's uh, it's incredible. Well, thanks for being with us today, guys. And uh, sharing a bit of your story, there's a lot to your stories. And uh, I'm sure if somebody was interested, they could look up and and there's probably some stuff available for them to
1: look into. Yeah, bakaworld.org will have all the info. It's got some amazing videos up Mm -hmm. there explaining more how we do it. It's got our mission statement. It's got the chapters. Like, You need to know anything about the organization. bakaworld.org will tell you everything
0: you need to know. And just today when, when you guys pulled in I was waiting for you to make sure you, you had a clear passage in the back lot here and uh, I could hear, there's only two of you, but I, I knew when you pulled up on the front on Dundas Street I could hear you coming. So I can just imagine what it would be like for a child for that. that what, a, what a thrill to hear so many of those powerful bikes pulling in knowing that you guys have their back. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, thanks very much for being with us today. Thanks, Dave. And uh, good luck with all that you're doing, and uh, bless you for what you're doing. As a non-profit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 226-545-3733. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That number again is 226 545 3733. God bless you.